Welcome to the second episode of Boys Peekin'. Today the boys talk the second episode of Season 1 of Twin Peaks. Welcome to the podcast. My, uh, you know, it's your host, Tex-Mex, with Coach and the Bear. What's uh, up? Talking, talking season one, episode two of Twin Peaks. Uh, before we get into it, do you guys have a uh, preferred name <clears throat> for the podcast, within a podcast, when we're doing Twin Peaks? Because I think I put Boys Peaking and... Uh, Peaks talk or something in, in two different places. Um, ooh, I'll have to think about that. I like boys peeking. Yeah, boys peeking is fine. I can live with that. Or peeking right, well, toms. Boys peeking with that one uh, 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 picture of us uh, from the first episode. Um, will be will be what we're going with for now. Okay, so I just I'm gonna read the the wiki. Description of the episode, and then we'll, we'll, you know, get into it. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. So, staying at the Great Northern Hotel, Cooper meets Audrey Horn, the unruly teenage daughter of the hotel's owner, uh, prominent businessman Benjamin Horn. Cooper and Truman interrogate James, who reveals he knew Laura was a cocaine addict, but that she also had been recovering until a relapse in the previous week. After James, Bobby, and Bobby's friend, Mike Nelson, are released from custody, James asks, asks his uncle, mechanic Ed Hurley, to seek protection from the bookhouse. That was in quotes. Shelley is horrified to discover a shirt belonging to her husband, violent trucker Leo Johnson, uh, covered in blood. Donna reveals to her mother, Eileen Hayward, that she and James had fallen in love while James and Laura were seeing each other. And she feels guilty for betraying Laura and confused by her own contentment that she and James can be together now that Laura is dead. Donna visits Sarah to offer condolences, but Sarah has a horrifying vision of a gray-haired man. Angered that her brother's widow, Josie Packard, has control of the family sawmill, Catherine Martell plots with Ben to burn down the mill. Uh, Laura's eccentric... Psychiatrist Dr. Lawrence Jacoby listens to secret cassette tapes she sent him, revealing he is the true he is the, the one who unearthed the locket. Okay, so that was that was the mystery from last week was who who grabbed the, the locket. Did he, either of you guys figure it would be the weird psychiatrist? Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. I, am I stupid for not understanding that scene? I didn't get it. Which one? The the unearthing or the, the... yeah, the end. So he he randomly found it, right? Uh, he'll he'll get into it. They'll, okay. they'll explain. They'll explain how he found. Okay, it. Okay, so it's not something I'm supposed to know yet. No, 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 no. So I mean, my dumbass thought it was a, a fucking third part of the locket. So, <laughs> I was like, how many fucking half parts does this chick have? But, and that in um, that cassette was her pronouncing her love for somebody else right that james dude or was it him no it was him i assume because it was him that's why i thought i was like he was, okay 
she was like shitting on James for being dumb. It's like I wish I found you earlier because yeah. you know he's the psychiatrist. He's so smart. Yeah, that's that's why I thought it was. I was like, oh, I guess she just is a freaking whore and gave him a third another locket. <laughs> but oh, so he he un- he's the one who dug it up. I am. Um, I. I mean, we'll go with the scene by scene, but um, I do like that they like. They keep revealing things about Laura as the show goes on, and we're gonna. There's gonna be more and more, but I like that it's like <laughs> now she's involved in cocaine, and also she was teaching Josie English like twice a week or, or tw- once every two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about all her other activities, and it's like in this episode too. And I referenced it the last uh, two weeks ago, where it's like nobody gives a shit about Ronette. Like Ronette survived, <laughs> and like the whole town shut down for Laura, right? Like <laughs> just, just a, a funny thing. To yeah. About. But uh, no, it, it's big, big takeaways uh, coach from, from this episode, episode two. Um, I do have to ask you two questions. Um, mm-hmm. What really went on between Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys? And who <laughs> really pulled the trigger on JFK? <laughs> that's the, that's the opening. Uh, <laughs> Dave owner was just like, what the fuck is, is this about? Like, <laughs> I was dying. I was like, what the fuck? That yeah, bro? That, open, that like opening, like him going about his morning was great. I was like, this is a great show. Uh, oh, it's, it's like the first 10 minutes, eh, five to 10 minutes of the show is just like Cooper's breakfast and then like kind of flirting with Audrey. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Bear? What would you think? Uh, again, just terrible parenting. Um, you're just like, oh, like this guy just was arrested for murder. Let me uh, tell my daughter to date him. Uh, like, <laughs> just like mind blowing parenting. I mean, I, I know he w- was released, but it still is like, hey, like I'm not a hundred. Like you're not a hundred percent sure at this point that, that dude didn't kill a girl. <laughs> so, like, I personally loved James's outfit when he went to dinner yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it was just, just like, what in the fuck? Like, what are these parents thinking? Like, from last episode, like, the dude's, like, fucking drinking and then driving and parents yeah, being Donna's, like, oh, what, fuck it, whatever. Donna's cheating on Mike. Nobody yeah. can talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's fucked. I mean, they're all screwing everybody, but they're they're mad that their girlfriends are cheating on them, despite the fact that they're cheating on, <laughs> on their yeah. girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, everybody, like I said, man, everybody belongs in horny jail uh, in this show. Oh, it's a small um, town. All, all you can do is do drugs and have sex. So, yeah. With, if, if there aren't any uh, uh, further thoughts, you guys want to pop out? We'll, we'll go scene by scene on my notes here. We'll see. We'll uh, deal with. I'm trying to think. Right. I, I don't think there's anything else I need to hey, mention. Interrupt me. I'm just. I'm just going through to see. Like, I mean, if we're I, gonna I, go I, scene I, by scene. Like, I assume we're gonna talk about the absurd Laura's mother scene. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so it opens. Also, I, but I'm going to probably say this one or two more times just because I think it, it... Episode three is when the card... Believe it or not, all the cards aren't on the table right now. Episode three is when David Lynch puts all of the cards on the table. <laughs> You'll understand in the opening, which when Jay Boner was watching, she's like, is this the credits? Is this the end of an episode? And actually how the episode goes oh, i there's no way to 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 really get into it without but spoiling things but episode three is when it's like this is it this is twin peaks 
<laughs> you're you're past the turn like the the point of no return at that point but um okay so we open with dale cooper uh talking to diane who uh isn't in the the main show she shows up in three but ostensibly she's just like the person at the bureau he dictates his notes to um and he's hanging upside down from <laughs> uh it, was he just doing like crunches? Like, yeah. What the fuck were those things? He was, and, you know, it's the upside down crunches. You know, you attach your feet to something, and then you have to do, you have to do like the full pull up thing with your, it's really strengthen your core. A, right. also, a is somebody who has designed those piping systems. Do not fucking do that. No, you will, I thought the you same will definitely thing. rip down your fucking pipes. <laughs> I'm seeing the same thing, but I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna flood his room. <laughs> yeah. God, like that, the, that. yeah, those things are not meant to carry that much, unless if you're like looking at like a maybe a ten inch pipe or something, where that's empty, no water in it, then maybe those things are meant to hold that much weight. But yeah, don't uh, don't PSA, do no backwards crunches off of a. I can't. I couldn't tell if it was a water or a fire pipe. I'm gonna assume fire pipe, but it was black <laughs> iron. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Coop's doing that. I, there's nothing notable other than like that i, I mean that you made the comment the marilyn monroe jfk <laughs> fantastic um, <laughs> who really shot jfk uh yeah that's just like coop's the best but then we go to the breakfast scene where he gives out a like stereotypical but also just so perfect like here's exactly what i want for breakfast it's almost almost in the nature of like ron swanson um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What we, what what was the bacon? It was so it was so cremated. Burnt. Cremated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over hard. I know it's not good for me, but <laughs> um, you know, but you know what they say: old habits die hard. Just about as hard as I want those eggs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that's also when he's like. Uh, excuse me, but th- that was a damn fine good, like cup of coffee or whatever, right? I've had a lot of cups of coffee. <laughs> I couldn't imagine how bad that coffee tastes. Um, like that's like '90s diner coffee. But but the thing is, is in a, in a later scene, this isn't really notable. Is where they're like, oh wait, no, I'm confusing this with another show I'm watching. But like back <laughs> anyway, it's still it still is like kind of the same time period. Yeah, uh, like they all fucking drink instant coffee, so all their coffee tastes like ass until you go to a diner where you get actual brewed coffee. Oh man! And um, then uh, uh, he he with Audrey entering the room, we get him uh, ordering grapefruit juice as long as they were freshly squeezed, cut to Audrey <laughs> Horn. Um, oh, is she? Is she her? Is she your new number one? Yeah, she's she's been my number one. I think I think I went on the record saying she was my favorite last time. Yeah, it, it's between her and the diner girls, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of the chick with the abusive husband, she- Shelly. Shelly. I know I, that I cannot say Shelly and not think of South Park. I know <laughs> that Audrey's te- technically 18, but I'm pretty sure she was like 20. She was r- real old in that show. I think, I think she was like 25. Yeah, she be, looks like the actress. I, I I might be wrong, but all all the high school students she might be the oldest like real life actor at the time yeah i'm pretty sure because i think like what's his name bobby's like 21 or something like in real life and she's like 24 or 25 i think 
So yeah. I don't feel nearly as bad about being like, oh, she can, she is <laughs> very attractive. She's also very much not like, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the real person is very much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a whole thing where they were like, the, there's a whole Twin Peaks community that is like super into the Cooper, um, Audrey, like ship and shipping them, and I. I, I obviously don't feel comfortable with that. Uh, it's it's like it's that always sunny episode where uh, the the bar becomes like an underage bar and <laughs> they're like 17 like 16 year olds flirting with all the gang and they're like in their 30s and they're like uh. and then Dennis like the one girl who flirts with Dennis is 18 and they're like oh you're good you're good to go. <laughs> But um, yeah, I that that whole thing's un- uncomfy. It, it, it's more uncomfy to me that there is like a community that is like super into that chip, and it's like maybe I mean, there's a there's life. a weird internet community about a David Lynch thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> being creepy about women. But uh, then Coop goes to the police station, and everybody he runs into has a donut in their mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the sheriff is just stuffing his face full of a freaking jelly donut yeah not eating a donut like a normal person like literally (laughs) shoving it into his face um then we get the first scene with shelly and leo where shelly's about to go to work and leo's just like bitching at her and she finds do my laundry (laughs) yeah she finds a bloody shirt also they have their like machine outside i like i their house is so shitty um yeah, it's like what the scene, the ending scene where he's beating her up. It's literally just filled with freaking Tyvek paper and insulation. Yeah, yeah. it's it's barely a, a house. Like it's four walls, and they're gonna fill in the rest eventually. Um, James uh, gets interviewed by Coop, and that I mean that plays out pretty normally. Uh, he's such a soft boy. And that's all I can think anytime I see him is, you know what it fucking reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, the Derek Zoolander, like, modeling face. Every oh, time my God, you're right. That's, <laughs> he's got the stupid hair, too. Like, he he has, he is, he is Derek Zoolander. Like, oh, my God, that's in, so spot on. In every fucking scene. And I just, I giggle. It doesn't matter. And he's doing that, like, pouting into the distance thing. <laughs> he's like, always sad. Like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Like, he just said, ooh. Um... Yeah, and then there's that, like, <laughs> awkward flashback, kind of, and, like, it's Laura's, it's a flashback of Laura saying, help me. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, and then it's the, uh, 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 Leo's upset because he's missing his bloody shirt, uh, which, I, that's a whole thing. Um, in the prison cell, we get the, the football boys. Bobby and Mike uh, kind of reveal a little bit more of what's going on. Um, they owe Leo Johnson $20,000? Um, I think so. Which is like... That's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of fucking money, dude. Um, Especially for high how, schoolers. <laughs> I don't know how much cocaine they had already sold, or if they just had $20,000. I don't know, but that's also a reveal of like, Oh, the ten thousand in Laura's safety to uh, you know deposit box. That's half of the cocaine money. Um, yeah, it's it, so 
Bobby and Mike are into selling cocaine, so that's a thing. Uh, they don't seem to put together a plan, and they seem... Mike at least seems scared of Leo. I think Bobby's got his own thing since he's fucking Shelly. <laughs> Which is just like, not only are you like afraid of this dude who is selling drugs and like clearly violent, like... I'm also going to sleep with his wife. Like <laughs> Bobby, Bobby just isn't making good decisions. Um, then I think it cuts to Donna's folks. And like, I think they, it, it's just Donna waking up and like, you know, her mom's like, Oh, they said they didn't need you. And we didn't wake you up. And that's where, you know, Donna's like, I'm happy. She didn't say it, but she's like, I'm, I feel like I'm in a dream. Laura's dead, and I can finally be with James. Um, <laughs> so shitty. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, oh man, I'm so glad that Laura's dead. I can uh, date J Boner now. I mean, go nuts. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just like so, so like surreal that that whole scene, and then nothing exciting there. But her mom's uh, just totally okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah, like, isn't even like, hey, like, maybe, A, you're in high school, so, uh, like, try to have bigger aspirations, and B, your friend just died, yeah, and C, the dude you like might be a murderer. <laughs> there's a, there's a higher than 0% chance he killed a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ed, uh, Big Ed the our gas man and uh and the cops they talk he talks about how he felt like he was drugged at a uh, jocks so i i'm always like every time i watch the first episode like it just goes down like one punch and it's it's so pathetic and yeah I, I, <laughs> I, like that was like one of the shocking things from last episode i was like that dude looks like a tough motherfucker who should be able <laughs> To like, I'm not gonna say he could fucking like go win any bar fight, but a bar fight against a freaking high school, you should be able. And just to. not get knocked out by one punch, at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he 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 tells the boys that he think he was drugged by a, a Mr. Jock Renault. Um. We haven't met Jock yet. I don't think we meet Jock this episode, but he he'll be he'll come back around. Um. Then I think we cut to probably the. Maybe one one of the parts the bear might have really liked. Uh, it cuts to a model train set. Oh uh, yeah. Um, that's just a, a weird interaction between. Oh God, what's her I name? Patch lady and yeah, Norma. Norma's the 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 waitress. I can't. I can never remember her Nadine. name. But, um, Nadine. 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 Norma. Where it, it, at first it kind of feels like Nadine's gonna say something. Yeah, and then just about but, fucking cotton balls. Yeah, cotton balls for noiseless drapes. Um, then we get the first mention of the Bookhouse Boys by James when he's released. He tells Ed, uh, I might need some protection from the Bookhouse Boys. Are uh, those not just the two idiots? No, no, no. Um, oh, so those are separate people? I thought he was just calling them the Bookhouse Boys. No, he's not. He's not referring. That's what's confusing. He's not referring to the 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 shittyettes as the Bookhouse Boys. There is a group called the Bookhouse Boys that comes about in an episode or two. Um, Wait, I have a, I have a quick question. Yeah, what's the guy's? What's the what's the guy? I I, I keep forgetting his name. The mm-hmm. the uncle of James. 
Ed. 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 I don't understand. Like, you have, like, a hot chick that, that, uh, that you're having an affair with. Uh-huh. And you're dealing with... You're literally married to a psychopath who has an eye patch. Like, you don't have any kids. Like, just fucking... I don't know why he just doesn't jump ship. Just jump <laughs> ship. I mean... Norma often Even just being single. Like, technically yeah. single and being like, alright. Like, I'm just gonna, like, sleep with this girl with no moral quandaries about it. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Just real quick, is somebody, like, twisting a water bottle or something? Oh, it's a Rubik's little, like, Cube. <laughs> I'm getting some crackling. I'll put it away. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. So... That, I mean, they, they actually get into more of like Nadine and Ed and Norma's backstory and stuff. Uh, I don't actually I think that's in like season two, maybe, but um, yeah, it, it seems pretty pretty much like a waste of Ed's time. Um, then they in, they interrogate the football players, but it's really just Coop letting them go and saying like nothing bad better happen to James. Um, and we get a we get a joke from uh, our favorite sheriff saying that he should study medicine because he feels like Doctor Watson, which just felt like <laughs> <laughs> such like a, an eighties like soap opera joke. I, I don't know. It, it's 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 fun. It's not actually funny. It's funny in the situation. I, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I thought it was very clever. Um. Yeah. Then we we cut to Pete uh, Martell with Josie and then Truman and uh, Coop show up and uh, you know, they're asking Josie stuff. This is when we learn Laura was teaching Josie English once every two weeks or something. And we get probably my favorite, one of my favorite, actually probably my favorite quote from the show is just don't drink the coffee. There was a fish in the percolator. (laughs) How does that happen? (laughs) I think it shows him cleaning fish while making coffee. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's like cutting the fish up before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like there's like no that joke never comes around again, but that's, that's something that has always stuck with me from the show is just that and I think, like, the RLM guys have, have played that when they were talking about the movie. It's just such a weird, like, serves no purpose um, <laughs> thing. I love it. It does um, kind of bridge to the pie, though. Yeah. I, uh, well, uh, Cooper's uh, joke about the coffee. Uh, I like my coffee blacker than midnight on a moonless night. <laughs> yeah. Pete also seems uncomfortable answering that. <laughs> He's like, that's yeah, pretty black. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we get a little bit more of Pete throughout the show. He's not, uh, he's, he obviously found the body. So I guess he's the first person we see in the show. But uh, Jay Boner said that Pete, Pete is too innocent for like this, this world of Twin Peaks. Um, we cut to Catherine calling Josie saying like chewing her out for shutting down the factory saying that it cost them $87,000 for shutting down that that sawmill for one day that's a lot <laughs> yeah i also like put it into an inflation calculator that would be uh give or take uh $183.5,000 jesus uh, i mean 
how profitable is this sawmill is my question. Because <laughs> then we cut to Horn and Catherine uh, scheming like, that they want to get rid of this sawmill. But the sawmill seems like comically profitable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what, is, what does she have against like running a profitable sawmill? Like, Why is she so hell-bent on burning this thing down? What does it do for the town? What does it do for them if they actually burn this place down? Um, I guess Horn can buy it and use it for whatever his, he wants to do, the, the property or whatever, but like I, is, is this town like a super tourist attraction? I don't understand like why they're trying to make this place the greatest thing in, since sliced bread. Yeah, when they're when they have a sawmill that's pulling down like an insane amount of money. <laughs> well, that equates to so at my first job, they gave us there was one year where they gave us all Christmas Eve off. They just said we're just adding it as an extra holiday day. Yeah. Um and uh they like also tried to give us like some sob story of how it was going to cost them $150,000. So, like, so, and I think the company's revenue was about $60 million. So, like, I don't know. Like, Drop not insignificant. Yeah. But uh, it's also, I mean, $60 million. I mean, we were, we were an engineering firm, so we didn't have any actual product. Right. But, uh, but so I guess in the grand scheme of things, it makes some sense. Must have been a major fucking sawmill, though. Right, right. Like to to be so so important, like or, like to to bring in so much money for the town. Yeah. Like, what what in Horn's wildest fucking dreams is he gonna put there? That's gonna be profitable. I'd also like, have to yeah. imagine this sawmill employs like half the town. Yeah, Ronette's dad. We know that. <laughs> um. Then, I mean, it's Horn and Catherine being like, you know, uh, mustache twirling, vir- mustache twi- twirling villains and like plowing down. Yeah, um, let's burn down the sawmill. <laughs> uh, plenty, of, plenty of twists and turns left in the show. Uh, then we go to, I think you want to talk about this, Donna visiting Sarah Palmer. And Sarah Palmer. Oh my God, this scene. <laughs> So first, first she sees Laura. Oh my god, the, the effect that and they it's, do. It's like, it's like scrub her face over and pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like some of the, uh, that was definitely very 1990. I mean, that was like 1940s, dude. That was so jarringly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we also get uh, her vision of the gray-haired man. Um, what the hell is that? It just like zooms in. It's like a Kubrick zoom in. And then just her losing her mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's the gray haired man. I They might name him next episode or, or what, what that vision is, maybe. Um, yeah. So there's that weird scene. And, you know, Leland's trying to comfort her before. And he's like, please don't upset my wife. <laughs> leaves the room, comes back, and she's screaming. <laughs> um, we get don't assist your wife. Leave the room. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the bar. Pick her up after. Be a man. <laughs> um, we get a, a a quick scene of a, a hawk, Deputy Hawk, with 
who's my favorite character uh, with Ronette's parents. Uh, again, nobody gives a shit about Ronette. Um, Ronette's parents explain that uh, Ronette worked at the perfume counter. And it was the sweetest. What was the joke? Uh, sweetest job she ever had, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Horn's department store. Um, guess who it's named after? Um, then I think Hawk sees the the one armed man. I almost said one eyed. The one armed man, right? Yeah, just like being kind of weird yeah it's like he wasn't doing anything in particularly weird it's just they framed it to make it look like it was so right i mean if they if 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 the town i they keep showing the fifty-one thousand people if the town's actually five thousand people like there's no way you don't know a one-armed man in your town so <laughs> um yeah he's he's sus and he tries to find him but he like disappears like loses him or whatever then we get uh, Audrey's dance, where she's just dancing in her dad's <laughs> not well um, office um, to the to the soundtrack, which turns out to be music. And then she, I think she did that in the first episode too, in the diner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that when she stole your heart, Bear? Uh, no, when she was the hotel scene okay. with the Norwegians. <laughs> Uh, my favorite um i mean nothing terribly eventful there i think her dad had kind of shows he had a weird relationship with laura i know i i think they mentioned it in the first episode that laura was like visiting her uh handicapped brother or whatever like infrequently um but like the dad is like, I you know we Laura died like a, a day or two ago, and like I lost you years ago or something. Like <laughs> it's that dude, just the you know, he, he's not a great guy from what we've seen. <laughs> Bad dad, uh, you know, arsonist. Uh, the <laughs> hey, he's not an arsonist yet. Not yet. Um, just conspiracy to arson. Uh, then we get the Bobby Briggs. And uh, his family life, his home life, um, his dad, I think it's Colonel Briggs, I think so, um, talks like a character from a completely different show than everybody else, um, and ends up like, <laughs> he slaps Bobby, who's like, for, for trying, like, starting to smoke a cigarette in the middle of dinner. And like knocks the cigarette into the mom's meatloaf, and the mom takes the cigarette out, and is just like, "We're here for you, Bobby." And then, but like that, he slapped that thing, man. Like it was in the yeah. meatloaf. <laughs> um, is uh, is is Colonel Briggs a better dad than uh, uh, Donna's dad? Well, isn't Bear? Colonel Briggs the one that let them go drink and drive? One would assume. <laughs> Uh, but he talks about his re- the rebellious nature of his son, <laughs> and he's proud of it. It's okay, <laughs> but he has to keep it within the the confines of what's expected. Um, yeah, so the the Briggs household briefly. Uh, get, yeah, get get a glimpse of Bobby's home life. Then we get uh, the di- a quick diner scene where Cooper tries a pie. Was it Huckleberry? 
I don't remember. No, I thought it was it, cherry. I think it was I cherry pie. I don't know if it was cherry. I'm pretty sure it's cherry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was cherry. I'll double check. I'll double check after this. But, I got, hold on. I got the um, episode. Because he talks about cherry pie earlier when uh, another FBI agent calls him at the station. He's yeah, like, it's the same place. No, no, no. That's the Lamplighter Inn. That's a place I don't think we see. It's oh. a place on the way to Twin Peaks. He's like, you got to try the cherry pie there. Oh. Maybe it is a cherry pie. I think because Shelly like really hypes it up and he's like, oh, we'll see. Um, I'm watching it right now. Yeah. The, the I don't think there's anything. There's the log lady where she's like, ask my log. <laughs> ask my log. <laughs> yeah, Great. I don't even know what that was about. Um, yeah, it's cherry pie. Best in the Tri-Counties. There you go. Uh, there's just the awkward scene with the log lady. Um <laughs> Clearly, the best character. Many have asked. Uh, many have asked. Then we go to. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it, it's when so it, it open. We get a scene with Leo and Shelley. I think the third scene with Leo and Shelley. Um, Leo is like chewing her out for losing the bloody shirt, and, and he's like, like puts a. <laughs> so he goes full on rodeo. <laughs> he's just spinning it around his head. I don't know if you noticed. At the beginning, he was cutting open a football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My so my only thought with that was, I mean, she's sleeping with the football player. Did he accidentally leave a football in her house? I have no idea. But um, then then he's like, you. He's putting fucking sock in a soap or soap in a sock, and like. <laughs> I always thought that that was a joke. The soap in the sock thing. <laughs> I was like, wow, is this like an actual means that people abuse their wives with? <laughs> I I mean it's a thing. It was like it's like a boarding school thing too, but um Jesus. Yeah, but I just like getting like the fucking helicopter noises as he's like swinging <laughs> yeah. it over his head, that is funny to me. Like clearly that's <laughs> domestic violence, it's terrible, but then we get like a <laughs> like noise. <laughs> that's clearly not the, the audio from the room. Like, <laughs> um, and he just looks super awkward doing it too. Um, yeah. So Leo beats his wife. Ponytail though. What's that? He rocks that ponytail. Yeah, he rocks the shit out of that ponytail. Um, then we get. Uh, I think he mentioned it. Donna and James eat with Donna's family while the football boys are outside complaining. And I think Mike's comment is like, first he steals your girlfriend, then he steals mine, and Bobby's like, well, we only too bad we can only kill him once or something. <laughs> like you were just arrested for potentially murdering someone. Maybe we shouldn't talk about murdering someone else. Yeah, probably. Um, then, I mean, I the dinner's awkward. and um, I mean, it's your typical high school yeah. scene. It, it's now, um, is it season two of uh, Stranger Things, the KFC? I yeah. think that's season two. <laughs> Things looking good. Um, <laughs> which is like peak. But uh, yeah, it's, it's awkward. They're, they're left alone at one point. And then we get the final scene, which is uh, Dr. Jacoby listening to... The oh, we lost the bear. 
We'll give them a couple seconds. Yeah, sorry. Hello, hello, hello. I don't know what happened. The the like <laughs> sound just cut out. Uh, What's the last thing you heard? It was right after the you murdered. We can only murder him once. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we get the final scene that's just like Doctor uh, Jacoby listening to the tape and um, Laura flirting with him on the tape, and he has in his coconut his fake coconut. He has the other half of the locket. Um, yeah. So that was the second episode. I um, just because I'm going to ask. I think I think these are going to be the recordings. Who's your Who's your least favorite person? Actually, let's go with let's go from the top. Who do you think killed Laura Palmer, uh, Coach? <laughs> oh, jeez, that's a loaded question. Um. Oh man, I honestly haven't really thought about it in this episode because like they really didn't reveal much. Um, Leo's bloody shirt. Yeah, Holmes, Leo's bloody shirt, but uh, a piece of shit. <laughs> Doesn't mean he killed her. Might have killed somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's who we're supposed to expect, so therefore I don't expect it. Um, maybe, uh, maybe the hotel owner. Horn. Yeah, he's a he's a shitty dude. He's sketchy. I don't like him. The the conspiracy to arson dude with the hot daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Bear, like, how about you? He clearly wants, you know, to control this town. She was helping Chinese lady or whatever she is. Uh, I think Josie's Japanese. I'm Japanese. Not wrong. I'm sorry. Don't be I, I don't think they've told us. I don't think they tell us. Like... Racist. Uh, but teaching her English, which would only help her keep the sawmill. Right. You know, there, there's some things there that maybe, uh, maybe he got, she came around one day, saw something she wasn't supposed to see, and Bingo, bang. Um, bear, I personally don't think we've been introduced to the killer yet. But uh, what if okay. it was the okay. what but if yeah. it was the sheriff? That'd be wild. That yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. The sheriff, the ent- he's like the he like. Seem- I don't know. He's like the he's like the <laughs> baby face of the whole show. Probably the least likely. He uh. I do love the scene where Coop uh, immediately calls him out for like dating Josie. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a. Uh, that's interesting. You don't think it was the reception? No, I don't think it was her either. <laughs> I don't think she would be able to get away with um, it this long. <laughs> okay, so that's the who done it. Uh, did did either the breakfast order or the cherry pie like did you get did they talk about food a lot in the show did you guys get hungry because i know i wanted like pie with ice cream and then i really i don't even like breakfast foods but i really wanted breakfast foods during the opening scene wait hold on we don't really like breakfast foods and i get fucking kicked for it out of the discord for this shit the other day (laughs) i didn't comment (laughs) I gotta use your backup, man. It's horseshit. 
I, I could take or leave breakfast, but man, I that scene hit, and I was just like, fuck, I really want, like, fucking eggs right now. Yeah, they do a good job of, like, putting that out there. I would say, or I, I had just eaten right before the show, so I wasn't, like, that hungry. But, uh, okay. but the uh, cherry pie was what was like, oh, man, I didn't eat that much for dinner. Maybe I'll get dessert tonight. <laughs> and then I ended up getting dessert later in the night. Go get, yeah. a, go get a quick yeah. McDonald's apple pie. Yeah, I watched this on my lunch break, so I wasn't super hungry. There you go. Do you have a, I assume, Bear, your, your least favorite person was uh, Donna's parents again? Yeah, probably. From the other Or, uh, <laughs> I really, I, I really don't like Bobby. He's a, he's a pain in the ass. Like. <laughs> Bobby's the hero, Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> It's annoying. He's a fucking high school quarterback that doesn't go to that doesn't go to practice. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's the killer for He's you, isn't not it? Not go to practice. <laughs> I mean, like, that is a quarterback, shitty. and it's high school football. I guess it is like the nineties, so like, <laughs> this is it what doesn't it matters matter the most. quite as much. But whatever. I should have known. I should have known him being a, a shitty quarterback. Someone tells me this town doesn't have the greatest yeah. football team in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But they have a good coffee when there's not a fish in the percolator. <laughs> what about you? Did anybody uh, peak your, your least favorite radar, Coach? Least favorite? Uh... Like, who set you off for doing the stupidest thing, let's say? I mean, obviously... The mustache twirling villains, they're right. really annoying. It's like you were just, she was just being a good person, given this town morning time. Like, one um, day. that was crappy. I don't like her. And then Laura's mother, it's just like, stop screaming so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. Damn. I know your daughter just died, but like, come on, keep it together, woman. Uh, uh, inverse now like favorite favorite action like yes i like that that was it that was that was the peak moment of the episode for me i mean it's cooper obviously <laughs> right 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 but is there something in particular uh i mean i love the opening scene that was hysterical uh the the hanging from <laughs> the, the fire pipe and <laughs> the Marilyn Monroe jfk and i love his obsession with food and like the small town like he got on the phone with his supervisor or whatever He's like, come in here, and you know I've got this great spot for you to go on your way. And it's like you're investigating a murder, and all you can talk about is how much you love this small town. He did talk about the pines again. He said it smells like Douglas firs or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. What about you? Man? Um, that, that's part of the episode. Hmm. Uh, I mean, my favorite part was the fish in the percolator. It's just like freaking ridiculous. As <laughs> a plot point. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just comes running out. I Don't drink that coffee. Thing, I, like in the in the like actual serious part, I would say like the bloody that bloody yeah. shirt isn't gonna not mean anything. I feel like the. What if it doesn't mean it? What if it's never mentioned again? That would be. I I probably won't be that surprised it? considering there was somebody with a log that was uh, trying to have their log, uh, trying to get people to ask their log questions. So. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty upset when he didn't. Um, 
Okay. Uh, final, final little bit. Any predictions for uh, for what, what's going to happen next week? Any any reveals we're going to get? Um. There. Uh. Something. I mean, you, obviously, something with the therapist is going to happen. Um, okay. Uh. So it's an. So it, I'm assuming that this murder is solved by the end of the season. So we'll be on. I, I, I will it tell you that not. it is not. Wow. All right. Because David, David Lynch never wanted it to be solved. And it doesn't get solved. I think it gets solved seven episodes into season two because the studio was just like, you have to solve this. Like, Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would just say probably something with the therapist. Something with the therapist. The therapist. We're gonna get some something from Jacoby. What do you think? He's. Do you think he? I mean, he he's had the thing since. Well. Yeah, no. I was trying to think. It was there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when he received it. I just saw because it, it just showed him putting it in the thing, right? Yeah, it's the vision. Yeah, it's just the vision. So we don't know how long he's had it, but like, he was pretty like shitty during his like interview with Cooper or whatever. Yeah. Or... <laughs> It was definitely weird, that was for sure. What gave it away? The 3D glasses? <laughs> Bragging about your client as a psychiatrist is that you're so unprofessional. <laughs> what about uh, what about you, Coach? Any predictions? Uh, I agree with Bear. I think something has to happen with psychiatrists. Like, we've got to get into his story a little bit of, yeah. like, what was he seeing her for? How did it turn into this relationship? And then, you know, what does he know behind the scenes? Other than that, I think we've just got a, the whole James and the quarterback dude and the other guy, like, they've got to have some sort of confrontation at some point. Yeah. Well, we got to learn who the Bookhouse boys are. We got to learn who Jock is. Um, maybe we'll get more breakfast scenes and diners. I mean, Shelly's getting her ass whooped, so maybe something will come of that. It's uh, it's uh, it's an interesting show. I I'm happy you guys are liking it, and we're switch. We're gonna switch to weekly format. That that being said, like I said at the beginning, um, I really think episode three is when like David Lynch and the writers are just like, here it is. This is everything. Like like everything mood wise. Like they don't give you the answers to everything, but. It's really the culmination, like the the mood of season of of episode three is kind of the mood of the whole good parts of the first run of the show. Uh, The season season three is its own fucking animal, but season one and for the most part two, kind of have these like we'll get into it next week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's just say like three competing stories happening at the same time or types of stories happening at the same time. Uh, and not in like a uh, Stranger Things way, where Stranger Things is like, here's the kid's story, the parent's story, and the teenager's story, but they're all related. Um, like, related as in they're going to the same end, they're trying to find the same problem out. The uh, the We'll talk about it more next week, but the three competing near, n- styles of story in Twin Peaks, I feel like, are... Uh, very different and not truly to the same end. Um, I got I got nothing else to say. I love the show. 
I I can't wait for next week's episode because sincerely, I, I episode three wrapped and Jay Boner was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Because um, <laughs> sounds like, like David Lynch. She's like, I thought I kind of knew. I was like getting a, getting a hold of it, and it just it just became a whole nother show. What? Um, I don't want to overhype it, but I think I think see I think this next episode is is going to be a good one for us. Yeah. Any um, uh, any closing thoughts, Bear? So closing for the episode, I have two. One, a I can't okay. believe. That, so I, I I do really enjoy this show. I can't, but I like right. cannot believe that that pilot like got passed, like or like became a network <laughs> TV show, like in 1990. Yeah. Like I'm just like wow. Like this is like it yeah. was ABC, right? I think so. Yeah, just I was very just experimental. Like, yeah, you're right. This feels like it should have been released yeah, on Netflix like, today. Yeah, or like uh, I don't know, like fucking Bravo or something, like a cable show, like a not fringe, but like a like a mainstay cable network, but a freaking broadcast channel. This is wild. Uh, the other the other thing is this show's got me back into my Netflix groove. I've been an HBO an HBO Max boy for the last couple months, and uh, okay, I finally started watching Queen's Gambit. Just fucking what a great show! That's like that's all I'll say. <laughs> just, just great show, like it is a great show. I thoroughly enjoy that. Who knew uh, mental yeah. illness and chess would go so well together? So I'm I'm like almost through the third episode. I've I've yet to watch it. I think Jay Boner wants yeah, to watch just, it. Yeah, it's a fun it, watch. It's like fun, yeah. but it's also Seems like, like it. it I think it. I think it's like fun, but also like a an award deserving show. Like, like I think like okay. I, I think it's up for Golden Globes right now. But uh, but I I mean it probably doesn't need to win, but it definitely deserved the nomination. That's what it sounds like. Everybody, I have not. Yeah, because I'm usually pretty show. good at being like, okay, like I really like this show, but it probably shouldn't be like The Mandalorian. Great show. Definitely probably should not right. be up for any major award. Yeah. Just like, like, effects, but like this, I'm like, this is a great show and it probably should be up for like, uh, up for, I mean, yeah. there's so many. At least yeah, her performance. So She's so good. TV shows. So like, I'm, I don't necessarily know if it's a fluke if it doesn't get nominated, but if it did get nominated, it would be well-deserved. Nice. Uh, nice. No, Anything else, me. Bear? What about you, Coach? Uh, not too much. I do think we should do a uh, an episode at some point where, in person, where we make the food, eat some cherry pie, and <laughs> what talk about Twin Peaks? That'd be fun. I also really, I'm down. Like I said, I think it was said last week. I'm so down to have like Philly Jew watch only the last episode of the season and then come in to talk about this show knowing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Maybe we can convince him to was just watch last the week? next episode. Oh. No, 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 no. no. It, was just, it was just us. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, I know, like I said, uh, 402 Joe and Space Needle have seen at least the first season. I, I think 402 Joe has seen the, the first two seasons. 
I don't know how much Space Needle has seen. I I don't know who else would like it, but I think I think this is a, a great opportunity to get guests on, especially people. I I think it'd be hilarious to get you know Philly Jew a, a in on one random episode, just a cold take on the show. <laughs> him or him or uh, uh, the TSA agent. It's extremely nineties, so I'm assuming this show didn't oh, win yeah. any award. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, just just people loved it. It was it was a cult yeah, hit. So did it get canceled? <laughs> did, like, did it did it go off the air because it got canceled because of low? Viewership, or was were they just like, ah, oh, we're just done with this story? The 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 meta behind it was more or less that like the network was like, you have to tell people who the killer is. You have to solve this mystery. They solved it. People stopped watching the show, and David Lynch also stopped being as involved, and if we get into season, the middle chunk of season two, it, 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 you can tell it gets pretty, pretty wonky. And then like, then it gets canceled and David Lynch comes back and he's like, I'll, he, I think he only directed the last episode, but the last episode is like pretty wild. Um, probably the, the wildest thing he did, they put on air, until the movie and then after that the the season three which is just insane uh like that if you think any of this is weird like straight till we get to season three if we ever get there um i will i will get us a showtime (laughs) subscription of some sort (laughs) just just to hear your guys opinions on season three after making it through all this nonsense plus the movie um no, but that that's what happened, Bears. It, it got canceled after the, the mystery was solved. So uh, there's like different opinions on it. I think the so it's David Lynch and Mark Frost are the two guys that behind it. I think David Lynch feels more it feels more like a David Lynch thing than a Mark Frost thing. But um It definitely feels David Lynch. But I think Frost was like okay with solving it and like didn't really care. And Lynch was like, no, like the the whole point is to never solve it. Like, <laughs> um, and then, you know, they solved it and people stopped watching the show and Lynch stopped caring and like, it just kind of fell apart, but they wanted to, to be fair. It. it is a mystery show. Like how long can you keep a mystery show going without actually solving the mystery? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that's, I feel fair. Like, that's totally fair. Yeah, if you were I just mean, like, Oh, we're not going to solve it. Like, Oh, I'd, I'd probably be, lose I'd interest. Be, like, honestly, very upset yeah. if I like invested my time in an entire series, and then just to like it just ends, well, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" No, 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 no. He he said that like that they would solve it oh, okay. on the final episode, right? Like, like he never pl- he didn't plan on like straight up never having an answer. Like he had it wasn't a full loss, even though loss was inspired by it. I think in in one of his interviews, Lynch said like. Yeah, we'd solve it in like the last episode or something, but the he didn't want to okay. solve it prematurely. I guess. Oh, okay. And the the network made him solve it prematurely. Okay, that makes more, more sense. Less. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't have any closing thoughts. Just for a third time, I'll say like I'm very excited for next week's episode. All right, um, better be fucking good. Hopefully, we can get this one out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's the worst episode. <laughs> um. But no, uh, 
I got nothing else. With that, we'll we'll call it a cast, boys. Wait, hold on. I got one more thing. Okay. Um, this is like big news for okay. everyone to hear. Uh, I found this new game that is mm-hmm. so much fun. Okay. And like, I really almost want to give it a shout out. And maybe if I don't know a company makes it, if they you know listen to this podcast, I just want them to know. Like, I um send the check, man. I am sponsoring this game. Stratego, man, so mm-hmm. much fun. You take it out of the box, you set up your pieces, you got to try to capture your opponent's flag. You got different pieces that can do different things. You know, it's just simple, fun thing to do. You're just sitting around looking for, you know, you're stuck in quarantine. Play, play a board game, play Stratego. Kind of like trying to solve a mystery. Trying to like solve a mystery. All right, we'll call Have it. Have a night. good evening, fellas.